Uh, and she took a lot of offense to that, thinking that I was criticizing her. And number one, that was silly because I was openly, I would have been openly criticizing her in like a public forum where she was, where a number of other people were, and that's just not my style. And she knows me long enough, she, she, she ought to know me better than that. So I've been in a meeting, just got off a meeting with one of my executives uh, in the company that I, that I operate and she flagged a, a comment of mine because I'd recently brought on a consultant and this consultant was doing really good work. I was really, really impressed with this consultant. This consultant was coming in to take over, uh, to, to kind of be uh, a, like, I guess a level up from where this consultant is uh, on her skill set because she's doing a whole lot of everything. I mean, we're bootstrapping. Everybody's wearing a number of different hats, uh, at least at the top level, because that's where the most talented people are. Um, talent pool there is, is, is very, very deep, but it's not very wide. And um, so a lot of us are doing a lot of different things just because we're so talented in so many different things. Um, and she's been handling uh, a specific aspect of the company, which has been like, it's been absolutely vital. And until I came on board and until I brought her on board, there was just nobody like that uh, who was actually looking at those things. So she's been looking at it. She's been sorting things out. We've been grad, you know, it's, look, I liken what I do when I come into a company as I, um, I like when you pull off some uh, aluminum foil, it's nice and it's clean and it's wonderful. Uh, and that's, you know, the, the business idea that you have. And then you, the business owner, you take that and you systematically start crumpling it up. And, um, and then you, you kind of like, it's, it's like, you don't even know what you've done with it. You're trying to make a goose or something like that. You're trying to make it so that, you know, it did whatever you wanted it to do, trying to shape it however you wanted it. When really all you needed was to keep it as simple and as close to the original idea as possible. But you come in, you start mangling it. So then somebody like me comes in and helps you to start smoothing things out, okay? Uh, I work with a lot of first-timer entrepreneurs, first-time business owners, uh, and those are those are the people, those are the ones that I, I actually really like consulting with the most because they're the most enthusiastic about what they're doing. Uh, if I decide to work with them, that means that they can afford to pay me, which means that they've been in business long enough to be able to afford me. Um, and if they've been in business long enough to be able to afford me, then that means they've got a lot of really, really good fodder. The, you know, those are the people who are their most primed. And I guess the reason why I like working with them is not only their enthusiasm, but it's also because there's the there's the the greatest ROI. You know, like I I come in and I put in a lot of work, and it's it's really grindy work to begin with. But then once the results come, they start coming really, really fast, and they start really accumulating because of the, the not only the work that they've put in before I got there, but also the work that I've been putting in after I get there, um, which is really exciting. I love achieving those big results for companies, uh, especially first-time business owners, because I just I, I love first-time business owners. Anyway, so she's been handling this aspect of the company. And I recently hired this consultant to come in, kind of take over the reins because truth be told, she needed to be focusing on other things. She just didn't have the time for this, putting in 11 hour days and all sorts of things like that. And she's got a family and she needs to look after, you know, other aspects of the business because things are falling through the cracks. You know, that's just like, that's my job is to know, is to, to, to identify when we've got problems looming and seek to fix those either with increasing efficiency or bringing on another team member or whatever. 
so I brought this person on and I was notifying the CEO. I said, you know, like we, we had to cancel a meeting. It was something so stupid. We had to cancel a meeting and I was telling him why we were canceling the meeting. And I just said, this guy just needs more time to dig into that which this the, the, the team member of ours has been has been working on. Now, this this guy is not replacing her. He is actually replacing an agency who was doing the same job prior to this executive. Let's call her Betty uh, prior to this executive. Uh, taking over and actually doing good work with it because I like the the agency was just like and and here's here's like I, I run an agency um, and the only reason I l run an agency is because it's the it, it's the only business model that I can think of where I can have a huge amount of impact and also control the team have 100% control of the team but in general I hate agencies you're like I'm the, I'm the agency who hates agencies and I always prefer to do things in-house therefore I build an in-house team that I then hire out as an agency that's I mean that it's just like my detest for agencies is so high because they promise you the earth they charge you the earth and they give you uh, you know, just a small plot of land in eastern Oklahoma, and that's that sucks. Okay, not eastern Oklahoma. Let's say western Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so he was coming in. He was who I considered to be in house. You know, I had a lot of control over him. Anybody who I considered to be in house, I considered uh, to to have a lot of influence over. Whereas agencies, they're autonomous. They don't. They you know, you've got to you've got to work with them on meetings. Whereas if you're in house, it's like boom, you, th this is the meeting time, and I need you to show up at this point. And that's that's the way I roll because I I'm a control freak because I I'm a perfectionist and I, if if anybody is going to if the buck is going to stop with me then I need to have almost complete autonomy and authority over everything because if people are going to be looking to me for the answers then you better give me all the control because I won't take responsibility for anything that's not that 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 was not me that that I didn't have some kind of hand in because that's number one that's just dishonest. It's it be because you're not actually determining where the real blame lies. And it's not to point fingers. It's so that you can fix it, so you can fix the problem. Anyway, I'm deviating. Um, so I notified the boss um, that this meeting had been canceled, and I said something to the effect of, finally, somebody is really digging into uh, this department and um, basically just giving him assurance that we're well on top of the situation. And, and this is why the meeting's been canceled. Like, really innocent stuff. And of course, I meant this, you know, finally someone is actually doing proper digging into this department. Meaning, finally this in-house guy is doing a better job than the agency that I just fired was doing. That's what I meant. And I thought that was fairly evident, but this executive, uh, Betty, did not. Time out. I want to interrupt this podcast because I want you to think, is there anything about this that is hitting me? Is there anything about this that is making me think that this is relevant in my life? Could I do something different here? I want you to think about that and I want you to send it to me on social media, okay? Uh, and she took a lot of offense to that, thinking that I was criticizing her. And number one, that was silly because I was openly, I would have been openly criticizing her in like a public forum where she was, where a number of other people were, and that's just not my style. And she knows me long enough. She, she, she ought to know me better than that. Um, so she came to me and she's like, I'm actually taking a lot of offense to this. You tell me how I can be a better communicator uh, because I've been whistleblowing and flag raising on a lot of this stuff for a long time. And I just, I, I, I want to know what your problem is, basically. And so I, I responded to her. I said, please pull your nose out of the clouds uh, because this was not meant at you. You're looking at this. You're taking offense to something that was not 
that it was not directed at you at all, you're you're blowing this way out of proportion. It, it, it just, it, it wasn't you at all. It wasn't even directed at you. And the only reason that I was, that, that this person is even in a position to be able to do proper digging is because of the work that you have come in and done. You've built this guy a platform to be able to really springboard off of. That's what teamwork is. And so I, I you know, talked her down and, and, and pulled her back from the edge. But, you know, she made a very valid point in following up on that, she's like, you know me, I, uh, and she's like, I'm sorry, you know, I, I was obviously, I was reading way too much into it, but she says, you know me then, and this is one of the reasons why I brought her onto the company because I, she and I've been friends for a long time. And, um, and she says, you know me when I come onto a company, I consider it my baby. I consider it like it's my company. I take responsibility for everything. If something goes wrong, I do my due diligence to look back through time to see, did I make a recommendation that was, you know, that could have led to this and how did that happen and all sorts of things like that. Um, and so while initially my criticism of her was, okay, listen, Miss Egotist, please pull your nose out of the clouds because this had nothing to do with you. She made a, a very, very valid point. And I guess for you executives, for you CEOs, for you hirers, you want to look for people like her because every so often you will, you know, they might take offense at something because they have taken such ownership and such responsibility of, of everything that they have touched very much like me. I probably would have reacted the same way if I had interpreted it in the same way that she had interpreted it. But they're the kind of people that you want, the people who are going to take ownership, the people who stand to make nothing when you sell because you've given them no stock option, because only the only thing they take home is a paycheck. And for them, that is good enough. It's good enough to give their everything to your company for. Those are the people that you headhunt. Those are the people who, in, if you're in my position, like I consider good people to be like, you know, little chess pieces to, to, to you know, like there, there's, a, there's a queen, there's a knight, there's a rook. And I assemble this, you know, I assemble this, this army of these good people and the only thing that is stopping these people from going to someplace better, because ideally my job is to bring people to bring good people to uh, a situation that needs them and then to upskill them and make them better in their job, give them more experience, ideally more pay. The only thing that's going to stop them from going from leaving your company or leaving your side is not necessarily the money. The money has to be good enough to keep it. You know, it just has to, be, it has to be comparable. But people will stay if they're connected to you. People will stay if they're connected to your why, your reason, your, your, your vibe. I mean, the amount of people who work in this particular company where we've built this fantastic culture, um, the only reason... There, there's been a lot of people who have said, I have never worked in a company like this. That's what keeps good people. Because I, I, I've mentioned this in another podcast uh, that what I do is I, 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 I really garden people. I buy them small. Um, I buy them with heaps of potential. I buy them cheap. And then I grow them and grow them and grow them and I nurture them and I train them in such a way so that they effectively want to produce, 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 produce. And they are happy as effing Larry to be in my arena, to be in my uh, repertoire, to be another knife in my drawer. And um, they love me. They love the company. They love, you know, they, they and they're, that's where their devotion lies because those people get scooped up. Uh, headhunters are weak. They go looking for other people. They go, they go looking for the people that I have trained and that I have built. And the only reason people don't get scooped up, but the only reason they stay is because of the work that I have put in to keep them there. 
Okay, and that's this is incumbent upon you as a, a hirer, as a manager, as an executive, as the person who runs the business. This is incumbent on you to build that culture, build those relationships, and keep those people on side. Because business, especially in the modern age, is all about relationships. It's relationships to your customer. It's relationships to your team. It's relationships with your other executives, with your partner, with your business, your other business owners, uh, with your board. And without that, I mean, like I'm a, I'm a very much a robot. I very much like to do things black and white, binary, zeros and ones, and and know when there's a you know this is the right business decision or this is the wrong business decision. And if it's gray, then the data says it is more right than wrong, and compared to the other ones. I, I very much like that. But the fact is, this is an ecosystem of people. It's, you're not alone in a world of robots and AI. And as long as we're in business, we're going to be dealing with people. People may be, uh, the, the roles may be replaced by AI, but those people are actually going to find different areas to be in your business. And you're still going to have to deal with them. You're still going to need them. You're going to need to rely on them. And that's why it's important to build a team. Um, and to know when you got good people and to really double down on making sure that they are happy because happy people, it's there's so many businesses, so multifaceted. I could go on like this for an hour, uh, but I can't. So I won't. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you later. Hey guys, I want to thank you for listening to the DZP, the Danny Z podcast. If you know anybody who needs this, please pass it on. However, your software lets you. 